0: Welcome to Transparency Talk with Nakia Prevall. I'm your host, Nakia. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get transparent. Welcome back. Your girl is back. Ooh, it was a week. It was a week. And... It was a lot that I had to process, but your girl got through it. Uh, I thank you to my support system. They know who they are. Um, I value and appreciate the support that I received this week. Um, and I will, you know, I'll get into it eventually of what occurred, but for now, I'm good. So uh, for first time listeners, welcome to Transparency Talk with Nikia Preval. I'm your host, Nakia, and I thank you for tuning in. Um, I am just gonna get right into it. I'm going to deliver my flowers and we are going to proceed with today's topic. Uh, So today I am delivering my flowers to a very good friend of mine, um, my girlfriend, Edna. I met Edna when I moved to Brooklyn And I met her at a bank that we were both working at. And immediately I took to her. And she actually helped me get through my pregnancy with Jalen. At the time, Jalen's father and I were not getting along. It was a very um, tough situation for me. But Edna showed up without me even having to ask. Um, She was very supportive. She was encouraging. um, And she just wanted to make sure that was good. And I value and truly appreciate every single thing that she did for me, even to this day. And I don't forget it. Um, But she's one of those people, she just keeps it real and people can get offended by that. She's not going to sugarcoat and she's not going to say things to make you feel good. She's going to give you the truth, but she does it in a way that is reassuring that she has nothing but good intentions. And I truly respect her for that as well. Uh, So Edna, I thank you for your friendship. I thank you for just simply being who you are. You are someone that got me through a hard time and I could never, ever repay you for that. Um, You showed up in a way that was unimaginable. And I can sometimes look back and go, if it wasn't for you, Jayla wouldn't be here because it was a really dark time for me and you pulled me through. You were actually the light at the end of that tunnel for me. So I value and appreciate you more than you can know. So Edna, enjoy your flowers. And with that being said, let's get transparent. So today's topic, and I know I may ruffle some feathers, but I'm okay with that because I think we need to start having more of these conversations and getting real about certain experiences because I think some people are going into situations very blind and that's not good for anybody. Um, So... Today's topic is The List. And this topic came about after having a conversation with someone. And the dialogue was about relationships, how people get into relationships, how they navigate through relationships, and how are they maintaining those relationships. And the conversation became intense at a certain point because me being a female, my idea of certain things and me having a conversation with the male, it was good to have the dialogue because I was able to see it from another point of view. Um, And before I even get into this, please stop asking me if Tia is coming on this show. Even though I addressed this in season one and two, We are now on season four and you guys are still asking me if Tia is coming. I will say it again. Tia has agreed to come on the show. We just have not figured out when. And again, it has to be something that we both feel comfortable speaking about. We can relate to it and we can give you the experience that you're looking for. So please stop asking. So Now that I've got that little uh, condition out the way, I'll proceed. But in speaking to another male, it made me think about how women perceive certain things when it comes to just getting into a relationship, the expectations of getting into a relationship. And I think it comes from, and they can correct me if I'm wrong. I think when you hit a certain age, The expectation is I'm supposed to have the husband, the kid, the dog by the age of 30. I am going to tell you, although I know people that have gotten married in their 20s, they've had the kids and the dog and the house. Does not necessarily mean they were actually happy they did it as soon as they did. Because I think in your 20s, you're still learning. You're now no longer in your parents' house sometimes. And you're starting to figure out exactly who you are. When you're in your 20s, that's your time to really discover what you are capable of doing without the support of mommy and daddy. Who are you outside of being someone's daughter? And I think because if you're in a household and you see mommy and daddy, you envision your life to be like your parents. And there's nothing wrong with that because they are the blueprint of what you have witnessed throughout your life. So you're like, I want what my parents have had. Your parents might be together 50 years. I mean, that's great. But where we are now and where your parents were back then, they're not the same. Our world is not the same. The conditions of where we are, are not the same. So you have to be able to adjust to where we are right now. So I think it's also, again, correct me if I'm wrong, where you're getting invited to a lot of weddings, right? So you get invited to your girlfriend's wedding or you're invited to be in the wedding And now you're a bridesmaid and you start to notice a pattern that you're always the bridesmaid and never the bride. So then you're saying to yourself, I am not going to another wedding unless it's mine. I am not going to be another bridesmaid because I deserve to be a bride, but you have to do the work in order for you to become a bride. So then we all saw the movie, we all read the book, you know, Mr. Steve Harvey, he wrote the book and he said, you know, write a list, write what you were looking for in a man and, you know, go from there. Ladies, he did not say, write a novel. He said a list, but I think he should have been a little bit more specific in saying 10 things. Because I've seen people that had a whole notebook, like a one-subject notebook, front and back of what they're looking for. And I was like, what the hell is that? I thought it was a shopping list because I've never seen a list when you're saying you're looking for a man or what you're looking for in a man. I never saw a list that long before. Not knocking her, I'm just saying, but... With all those things that you have on that list, do you mirror what's on that list? Within yourself, can you say, I meet front and back of this book, all of me, and I'm going to tell you, no, you don't, even though you might think you do. And that's fine, because you want to be able to, you know, represent yourself in a way that shows you have quality and no one's saying that you don't but I think you have to set realistic expectations of who it is that you want in your life but most importantly you need to know what can you bring to this relationship I don't want to hear I have a degree I don't want to hear I have a great job those are great qualities but are you a nice person are you a supportive person Are you a motivating person? Are you those things? Because having degrees and having a great job and then you're an asshole really doesn't matter to most people at that point because all they're going to see is that you're an asshole. So keep these things in mind when you're writing this list down of if I'm asking this person have this, do I have these same qualities? Do I mirror what I'm asking for? And if not, we're going to self evaluate. And then the other thing is what if you have a list of 10 and they only meet five out of 10? Is that a deal breaker? Because if I ran down my list of what my IBM looks like, ideal black man. I'm going to say, keep in mind that I'm 5'10". So I'm going to say, oh, he needs to be 6'1", 6'2", brown skin, muscular, good job, and provider, and uh, he can spoil me, and he can make me happy, and and I've run down this list, right? So here's all the things that I have asked for in my list. So now... Let's talk about what I received. My husband's 5'7", okay? (laughs) Even though he says he's 5'9", he's 5'7", okay? So I'm dealing with a man who's 5'7". He's not muscular. I mean, he was once upon a time, but he's not now. But is he a good provider? Does he make sure that my needs are met? as far as my emotional and my physical needs. Um, Does he make me laugh? He does. But does he also give me the room to be myself? Does he give me room to just simply be alone? And sometimes, like I told you guys, I'm an introvert. So a lot of times I just like to be by myself. I don't want to talk. I don't want to have a conversation. I need to be able to just process things, figure it out and meditate on whatever's going on in my head at that moment. So if we're going to do checks and balances and we're going to say, well, my man has to have, you know, a degree. He has to have uh, a good bank account. He has to have a perfect credit score. He has to drive a nice car, have a nice apartment, has all these things. So I'm going to ask you this simple question. If he has all these things, what the hell does he need to do with you? he has everything he needs at this point he has a good house he has good credit he already has a good job he don't need you he's already established what are you going to do for him that he can't do for himself i really do wish in the marriage files it says some assembly required because you're going to go into a relationship that you're going to have to assemble things together the same way when you go to ikea you go in a store you're like "Ooh, that's a cute table until you get home and realize you got 150 pieces in order to get that table to look nice. That's a relationship. You're going to have to put these things together in order for it to work. It's not automatic. Love at first sight? Maybe. But then do I like you 48 hours after I met you? Am I in love with you seven years from now like I was when we first met? There's a lot of work that goes into having a relationship. I think people wanted this microwave life. And, you know, and I said this in episode one when I said, you know, microwave versus crockpot. If you want a microwave relationship, girl, going right on Tinder, swipe left, whatever the hell that is that you do, you're going to get that microwave because everything has to be instant, has to be right then and there, and you're not waiting But if you want a crockpot relationship where everything takes time, it takes time to nurture, it takes time to build, then you need to understand you want, you got to have patience and stop trying to mirror and compete with your girlfriends because not for nothing, your girlfriends are going to tell you what they want you to know. They're not going to tell you everything. And I'm going to say this and I'm not being mean when I say this. Any relationship that you have ever been in is a direct reflection of you. So if the relationship failed, you have to be able to take accountability of how did this relationship fail and why did it fail? What role did I play in this relationship that it failed? And I don't want to hear, oh, I didn't do anything. Bull. You were a contributing factor to the relationship and why it failed. Because if he was doing things in that relationship that did not work from you, In the beginning, you already knew and you let it go on. You continued on with it because you thought that I was going to change him. I was going to fix him. And then he continued with the same shit over and over and over. And you condone the behavior until after a while you just got sick of it. But if you would have nipped it in the bud from the beginning, I'm like, "Mm, that ain't going to work. He needs to move on. But this says more about you than it does him. Because if you already knew it wasn't going to work, why did you continue on? So that's a reflection on you. But if you now want to be in a relationship, you do need to evaluate yourself. It's not enough to just say, I want a man. Be very specific in what you want, because God going to send you somebody. You say, dear God, please send me a boyfriend. And then he going to send you a man. And you're like, oh, mm, God, I, I didn't mean him. I meant be very specific on what you ask for. But then you also have to put yourself out there, too. If you're looking for a relationship, the relationship is not going to show up on your doorstep unless you're looking to date Amazon, FedEx, UPS, or DoorDash, because those are the only people that are going to show up at your door. If you want to be in a relationship, you have to be able to allow yourself to experience outside of your comfort zone. Again, Rudy and I, he would not be my ideal black man. He just wouldn't because... Where I was in my life, that he didn't mirror that, but he showed me something different, and he gave me a love that was crafted just for me. So, am I going to say, Mm-mm, "I don't want him" because he's only five nine? Well, let me rephrase that, because Rudy is not five nine; he's five seven. But this five seven dude here is making time for me. This five seven dude. Is making sure that my needs are being met. Now, can I wear heels when we go out? Hell yeah. Just because he's short, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing. But I am going to enjoy having this man escort me to a wedding. I'm going to enjoy this man being around his friends and family. I'm going to enjoy this man building a family with, and he's only 5'7", but he's a hell of a provider. So you have to be able to honestly really think about what it is that you want. Microwave or Crock-Pot. You cannot look at other people and then you're envious because you're like, "Mm, damn, they look good together, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Everything that is glitter is not gold. It may look nice and it may take really cute pictures on Facebook and Instagram And you're going to hit tap once, you know, for the like. And then you're going to look at your man and go, hmm, they just came from Greece. And he's going to be like, all right, but I just paid the mortgage. (laughs) So be mindful of the things that you want for you. Your life is tailor-made for you. And don't get so caught up in a time period. I think that's what people, again, I'm 45. So a lot of the people that I know that got married in their early 20s, they're not married anymore. And now they're doing things that I've already done in my 20s. So it's just like they're trying to play catch up. So don't put a time period or a timestamp by if I'm by 30, I need to be here by 35. I need to be here because when it doesn't happen, then you fall into a level of depression because you feel as though you should have it when you say you want it. And I said this, I believe it was in, um, oh, Lose to Win. That was in episode two. And I talk about, uh, I'm sorry, season two. And I talk about um, being very specific on what it is that you want. Being very specific about um, knowing exactly who you are in that moment. You're gonna catch a couple of losses, but at the end, You're going to catch the wind. So you might lose a boyfriend, but then you're going to gain a husband. So exactly what did you lose? But you have to allow time to reflect on you. Really dive into who you are, but please do not go to the point that now you're sending, you know, everybody, um, I'm healed and, you know, meditating. No, this is your journey and make it your journey. You will have people that will support you, but you don't, everybody doesn't have to be on board with what you're trying to do. You don't have to make a public service announcement on your agenda. Just know what it is that you want and go for it. But you also have to be mindful that when you're asking things, be very specific and I remember my grandmother came to me one day because I was, I don't know what was going on in my life at that point. I just, I remember I went to her her house and I'm crying and I'm just like, "Um, I just give up. Like, I'm just tired. I'm sick of always losing. And then she's the one who mentioned to me about lose to win. Um, But then she also said to me, and you guys know I say this all the time, my grandmother was a pastor. She said to me, go get the Bible again, rolling my eyes. Cause I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And she said to me, you at, you have not because you ask not, you have to go before God and ask him for things that, you know, you need in your life. I think we go to God and go for what we want. God, I want a new car. God, I want, um, this man i want a husband and god is like okay but once you stop dating your type then i'm gonna give you the type of man that you need in your life there's a difference between your needs and your wants so god already knows what it is that you need but you're busy chasing what you want So sometimes you have to step back. If you've already asked God for it, you have to allow time because God has to remove the things that you do not need in your life. So that way he can replace it with the things that you need for you. Not for me, not for you girls, for you. And even if it doesn't look right to others, it was tailor-made for you. I think sometimes we get so caught up in social media and, you know, everybody has that that great looking man and we have, and it's like he might be an asshole. I've dated men from Wall Street to the street corner. And at the end of the day, if you were an asshole, it wouldn't have matter what your career was. Didn't matter how many degrees you had. But I found myself trying to measure up to what everyone else had, and I didn't figure out what exactly I wanted. And when I made the decision to finally stop, I realized I was not in control of my life at that point. I had to stop because I'm running a race and I'm not going anywhere. I'm just running. I'm running in place. So when I stopped running and I took time to really look within myself and say, one, am I happy with myself? Because you cannot and you should not go into a relationship thinking that that person is going to make you happy. Again, the most popular episode on this um, on this podcast is I am not your source. That is the most downloaded episode I've created. Because I'm saying to you, you cannot go into a relationship thinking that that person is going to be able to make you happy. They can be an an extension of your happiness, but they are not going to make you happy. But then you want him to be able to show up and be able immediately read your mind and have everything figured out. This is not a reality show. We're not going to wait till the next commercial break and then come back and everybody is good. This is your life. You have to be comfortable with the choices that you make. You got to be comfortable about the people you place in your life. But most importantly, you have to be comfortable with you. And then when you're able to realize that the very person that is supposed to be in your life might have been sitting right next to you. But you're so busy running and running a race that you didn't even take time to stop and look around. Because you're trying to compete with somebody to be able to meet everybody at that same level. Not everybody is going to be on that same level at the same time. My sister, who's younger than me, got married before I did. My sister had kids before I did, and I'm older than she is. I didn't set out to say, ooh, I got to get to where she's at. No. When it's my time and everything is aligned for me, it's going to happen. And it's not something that is forced. I've been around people who are in like forced relationships we're going to force this to happen because i need to be able to take you to a wedding and say hey here's my man and everybody's supposed to say oh he looked good girl and then what then you go about your way and he don't give a shit about you and we over it and now you're back to square one and you're back to being a bridesmaid take your time Start to carve out that list that's tailor-made for you. We ain't talking about degrees. We ain't talking about the job. We are talking about, is this man, can he be a good provider? Can this man understand my emotional needs? But be careful, because he is not your shrink. He is not coming in to fix you. You might want to listen to Broken Can't it's broken, because I've seen it all. So it's just... You have to be able to be comfortable, be very specific in what it is that you want. And then the things that you want will then become the things that you need. Because then now you've assessed it and said, I need this more than I need a new car. I need this more than I need to have a a 48-hour date. And then I'm back to square one. Be comfortable with the fact that you might have to be alone for a little while. And nobody wants to be single. I get it. But it might be required of you to do that in order to really evaluate who you are and who you want to become. Because you can get a great man and lose that great man because you have not done the work within yourself and he is not going to try to fix you. It's about building together. If a man has to come in and repair, what the hell is he building now? Because he's busy fixing something that somebody else did. He's repairing the hurt that someone else caused. Because you decided, I'm just going to get into the next relationship. Because the relationship that ended, that wasn't my fault. I didn't have a blame or fault in it at all. It wasn't me. It was him. Then you get into a relationship and you get every single thing on your list. And that man is like, I'm good. You broken. You damaged. I can't do this shit. Then you're crying and now you're going to blame him because I'm like, oh, he didn't take his time. Well, you didn't either. You want to rush into the relationship. And if you're thinking that you're going to get married after 23 days, no judgment on Nakia. And don't judge me because, yes, I did get married after 23 days, but not beeping my own horn, but toot toot, I've been married for 11 years. But that is because we did the work. It wasn't easy. But I didn't require Rudy to try to come in and fix something that he didn't have responsibility in breaking. He just didn't. So if you're looking for this man to be the person that, you know, your knight in shining armor, your IBM is I, like I like to call them, you need to make sure you are an equivalent of what you're looking for. And that has nothing to do with careers, degrees. It has to do with, is this person stable? Because I don't see people with degrees and they crazy as hell. I don't see people that have great jobs and they not stable. I know people that have great bank accounts and they ain't got a stitch of fucking furniture in their house. So be careful because again, all that's glitter is not gold. All right. So again, I think if you are pacific in your Request and prayer to God, He will then in turn provide it. He always does and He always will. Um, So, again, you know, as my grandmother said to me, you know, you have not because you ask not. So, if you take time and really assess that, I think you'll come out on the other side with a different perspective and you will eventually become the bride and no longer the bridesmaid. So that is my time. So let's get into some of these. Lord have mercy. Some of these messages that I received. Um, someone spoke about uh, the most recent episode, uh, Circle of Friends. And they were saying how one of their friends, they're actually trying to um, distance themselves from the friendship because it's too toxic. Um My suggestion to you is don't distance yourself. Just tell the person how you feel. Like, I need to remove myself and you from this friendship. It's just not for us. Or I'm just not for you right now. Um, And there's no shame or blame in saying that. I think we... By distancing yourself, you're creating more of a toxic situation because the person is not sure exactly what is going on. Just tell them. Um... Someone mentioned that they don't see the victim or villain, um, episode. Um, I did take that down. Um, I'll discuss that another time. Um, it was important for me to make a decision, um, based on the situation. Um, so yeah, um, I will eventually get into that whole, um, situation with that. Um, another person asked, um, when will I have guest host on here? And oddly enough, I had a conversation with someone just today about that. Um, so I might, I don't know, cause I don't want it to, I want it to be something that can be very, um, authentic and something that we both can collaborate on. I don't want it to just be you know, we write a bunch of notes and talk about it because I don't write notes. I write little bullet points that I want to make sure that, you know, I touch on, but I don't script my shows. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone asked, will it be a guy? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would be good to have a guy come on and talk and please stop asking about Tia, please. Um, one more. Uh, another question. Oh, um, the broken can't fix broken. You guys are going deep into these episodes, cause that was like episode two, I think, or three on season two. And they were saying, identifying someone who is broken. Um, I think you know, I think you can tell, I think people will put on a really good facade and put on, you know, the best of the best. But I think of after a while, if you have a conversation with somebody that is broken, it eventually shows up. You can't hide when someone is broken. Um, you can support them, but you cannot fix them. That's something that they have to do within themselves. Um, I'll do one more. Um, all right, villain versus uh, villain uh, or victim. Um, someone is asking, um, how do you heal from that situation? Um, I don't really think it's a healing. I really don't. I think it's a situation where there's just different personalities involved. And there's different perspectives that I don't really think people take the time to evaluate. I think it's a situation where it's like, I'm right and I'm gonna be right. Um, if I'm wrong, I own my wrong. Um, do I take responsibility in the things that I do and say, absolutely, I'm not 100% perfect, but I do hold myself accountable, but I also hold um, myself accountable to speak up for myself. Um there again like i said to you guys in the last episode i don't have any ill will i don't have any um anything malicious in regards to the situation again it's just a situation and we're adults i handle myself as such and i take pride in that um again i'm not going to elaborate more into it it's just you know it is what it is um, but I guess in the person's asking as far as my mental health. Um, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a situation that, yeah, I will have to process, evaluate, and then come out with my own findings. Not what people are suggesting that I do or people's feelings about what I should do. But my actual feelings and thoughts on things. And um, I think I'm going to close that chapter of it. You know, I said what was needed to be said for me and I'm good with everything about that. So as promised, I made sure that I completed uh, the additional episode for you guys because, again, I want to be able to be consistent in providing transparency to you guys. So until next Tuesday, keep it transparent.